You're listening to the Morphology Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Morphology Podcast. Hey, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to this podcast and give it a thumbs up if it's deserving. It sure helps me out a lot. Anyway, aka Murph here to share interviews about biking experiences from cyclists who have pedaled to places all over. Each week, we will get to know new people and explore new destinations to ride your bike. As you listen to these adventures, you may wonder, why haven't I done that yet? All right, Pork Tornadoes fans, this week Mike Schulte is on the show to talk about his perspective on what it's like to play in a band during Ragbri. The Pork Tornadoes is a popular band in the Midwest, and cyclists who spend the last week of July each year pedaling across Iowa as part of the longest, largest, and oldest recreational bicycle touring event in the world known as Ragbri have most likely experienced this great band. Mike is the drummer, and I can only imagine what it's like to be on stage playing popular sing-along covers to thousands of high-energy cyclists. I can tell you firsthand that they are such a fun band to experience. Here's a little taste of the Pork Tornadoes. Oh man, such a fun band and makes me miss live music so much. Well, here's my interview with Mike. All right, well, on the show today, we have Mike Schulte. Hi, Mike. How's it going? Good. So I would hope that fans of uh, your band would hear your name and be like, "Uh uh-oh, I think we got something good going on this week. I I would think so, right? You know, I I offer that unique perspective of, What's it like to be a rock star and, yeah. and be involved with Ragbri? I mean, I, I got stories. <laughs> yeah, good. Well, I'm glad to have you on the show. And for those who don't know who Mike Schulte is, he is part of the band called the Pork Tornadoes. And I can't remember a year when I have not been sweaty and standing in a crowd <laughs> of thousands of people jumping up and down and singing along with your band. Yeah, it, I'll, I'll tell you what, the thing about Ragbri, you know, I moved to Iowa in 96 from St. Louis, and I, I remember hearing about it, and you just you just don't get it. You don't understand it until you maybe just make a day to go out and, and watch one of the concerts yeah. at night or, or even ride it, because I remember thinking, oh, it's... Rag bri, that sounds dumb. You know why are you gonna why are you gonna get on your bike for a week and and man these, these ba- why would you see some of these bands? Right. You know that sounds dumb. And then then you do it and you go oh my what have I been missing? This yeah. is incredible. And there's something there's something weird about rag bri where I will ride my bike and drink beer all day long. You know I might get 60, 70, 80 miles in. And somehow I can rally, I can take a shower and get sweaty immediately again because it's usually 90 degrees and then go (laughs) 
hang out, you know, drink more, watch the bands, you know, eat everything in sight. There's just something magical about it. And then you wake up the next day and you do it again, like seven more times. So some of my favorite stories are, are people that said that they, they had never heard us. They, they had no interest in seeing us. It was a long day. They retired and they made it to their campground. They showered, they were crawling into their tent and all of a sudden they're, they're hearing these songs and they're saying, <laughs> You know what? Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll walk down there and, and just check out a few songs, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's one in the morning, and they, yeah. and they don't know what happened. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I want to get into the whole you know ragbri, and you're you're kind of a cycling band when it comes to ragbri, but I know you also perform other places. But yeah. let's talk about you, Mike Schulte. Will you give the listeners a taste of like where you live and if you cycle, and if you do, what the cycling culture is like there? Yes. So I'm in Cedar Rapids, Iowa right now, technically Marion, Iowa. Mm -hmm. And, and I would say, I I don't know what to compare it to, uh, because I haven't lived elsewhere, but, but the cycling culture around here is, seems pretty incredible to me. I mean, it seems like it's every year there's more and more people on the trails. There's more and more work from the city, Mm -hmm. uh, connecting parts of the city to kind of the main trail, the, the Cedar Valley nature trail. There's, there's bars and restaurants all over the spot. I mean, you can't go more than a, a mile or two without finding a nice place to stop and a nice local business. And I mean, the corridor area, if you know much about that at all, it's, I, I believe right now you can ride from north of Waterloo all the way to south of Solon or, mm-hmm. or actually, I think you can get to Iowa City now yeah, you can, from yeah. Solon direct. That's, that's a long way to have you know, a nice trail and places to stop. And it's, it's pretty incredible when you start thinking about that infrastructure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I uh, am also in Cedar Rapids. I did not know you were here. Oh, cool. We could have just met up in person. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But you're right. Like uh, there's lots of businesses that cater to cyclists and that are right on the trail. And there's nothing better than hopping on your bike in my town here in Cedar Rapids and pedaling all the way to like Waterloo and not be anywhere near uh, vehicles. It's just, it's pretty cool. It's, it's crazy. It it totally is. And there's, like you said, so many great, yeah, you're always running into people, you know, there's always, everybody's always in a great mood when you pop Mm -hmm. down to a bar and you don't feel out of place in your spandex or anything like that because everybody else has it on there. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, And did I read somewhere that you also have a podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Actually I do. You know, after, after being a guest on, on many podcasts, I'm kind of the designated speaker for the band. So I've, I've ended up being on a lot of podcasts as guests. I, I decided to start a few different podcasts. One of them, the pork tornadoes actually have one called, called pretty cool, the pork tornadoes. And, and we only, you know, we haven't done it much lately because it's, it's best suited when we're all together in a room and we haven't done that much lately over the past year. But, um, I, I also run a, a podcast called the Iowa Music Podcast, which is interviews with some of the great musicians that we have around the state of Iowa. Oh, but cool. you know, those are those are both podcasts where I, I do it when when the timing feels right. But I, I really wanted to start something that had more of a structure and that came out uh, at our, on a regular basis. So back in October, I started a podcast called the Confused Breakfast mm. Podcast, and it's 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 been going really well. We basically review 
classic movies from the 80s, 90s, 2000s that that were from our childhood. But then we try to review them with more of a mature eye oh. and, and see see if the nostalgia is what is what makes us like that or if it was actually <laughs> a good movie. And it's been funny because some of them have really, really held up and we found that we still really love them. And some yeah, when when you watch it and you're in your 30s, 40s, it it doesn't hold up the way it used to. <laughs> I'm I'm like mentally thinking of a list of movies that I absolutely loved as a you know as a young younger person, yep. and I don't know if I'd even take the time to watch them. <laughs> it, it's it's worth it because you know we we go scene by scene, we break it down, we give you a lot of interesting facts that maybe you didn't know about oh, the movie. Fun. Yeah, uh, we we read some of the critical reviews that came out about that movie back when it was released. So it's it's been a ton of fun it's more of a global idea you know we're with the pork tornadoes you have to know who we are to listen where this is everybody likes classic movies so we've been we've been getting some pretty good airplay on that and it's been a lot of fun so if anybody's looking for a new podcast they should check that out yeah and say the name again it's the confused breakfast okay perfect the confused breakfast a quick interruption to give a shout out to Primal Wear. Cycling is their passion and apparel is their craft. So if you are in the market for a new jersey, bibs, mask, or any cycling apparel, go to primalwear.com and use code PRIMALMURF to get 20% off your purchase. Yes, 20%. Now back to the show. Okay, so let's talk about the Pork Tornadoes, which is a band. Do you want to give us a little bit, like maybe a short history of the band and why it's somehow become so important to the cycling community? <laughs> yeah, you know, the Pork Tornadoes formed like many other bands uh, around the state of Iowa. Just a bunch of friends getting together, right? We, we This was back in 2008 up in Cedar Falls, Iowa. Uh, you know, we, we got together. We just decided, let's play some music. We'll find the bar to play at. Our friends can come along and have a good time. And it was never much more than that, right? Um, but then, you know, around 2012, 2013, we, we decided, you know, people were moving out of, the, out of the city of Cedar Falls. They were moving to Des Moines and Cedar Rapids mm. and Twin Cities. And we said, man, you know, we, we should go, maybe we should start playing some shows in, in other towns mm. and, and go, to, go to see those old friends of ours that live in these towns now. And, and we started doing that. And it, it just, something changed, something clicked where all of a sudden, instead of playing in front of, you know, 40 of our friends in a bar in Cedar Falls, it's now it's 200 people, it's 300 people. Mm. And these are towns we've never been before. And there was a, there was a moment that we always kind of look back to um, of 2014 being one of the crazy years that I think really took it to the next level. We played three really big shows. We played uh, Solon Beef Days down right. in Solon. Pretty, pretty big, big deal to be the headliner down there. Mm -hmm. We played Uptown Friday Nights in Cedar Rapids. And then we played the Hiawatha Ragbri Stop in oh. 2014. And, and it's sort of something, something about that summer, I think we really got in front of more people than we ever could have gotten in front of with that summer. And, and we took advantage of it. You know, we, we put on great shows. We, we showed everybody what we were about. And, and since then, things have really gone crazy. You know, we've, we've had some viral videos on YouTube. Our, our cover of Tennessee Whiskey, I think, just hit 6 million views on Ooh. YouTube. We had a – I don't know if you saw it. We had a – 
a impromptu performance of in the air tonight with the Minnesota Vikings drumline. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, it was at a tailgate in 2019 up in Minnesota and it, it went crazy viral. It, it was like 10 million views and it was actually just recently uh, featured in Rolling Stone magazine. It, the article was uh, 10 of the best covers of in the air tonight or something like that. And they, they chose our video and showed it as one of them. So it was that it's is just so been, awesome. I got to check that out on YouTube. It, it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, you our our YouTube channel or our Facebook channel would would show you both those videos. Mm-hmm. Can you tell the listeners uh, what kind of band you are or what kind of music do you play? <laughs> like, and on a side note, do all the members of the band have beards? Like, is that a- <laughs> <laughs> well, like. It's such a hard band. Like I, I would ask you this, like how do you describe the Pork Tornadoes? What what is? Because I think it's, I think it's hard to describe, right? And I think that's one of the things that many people like us, and that why why we have become a cool experience for yeah. for a for a thing like Ragbri, where you can't really pigeonhole us. You know, just the minute you hear us playing a couple rock songs, we move into some pop stuff, some Taylor Swift. And then once we've played a few of those, we move into some eighties songs and then we move into nineties and then we hit you with a country song. And Mm -hmm. I think, I think that's, that's really maybe where we found our niche is that, you know, if you like like one of my favorite bands in the world and obviously Ragbri fans is, is Hairball. I think Mm -hmm. they're one of the best bands I've ever seen. But if you're not a fan of, of eighties music or, or hair metal type stuff, you, you may not want to see them play or the same with like a country band, but that's where we tried to diversify a little bit and play songs that we love and never try to pigeonhole it to say, well, it has to be this genre or this year. We just play songs we like and that we know the crowd will like. Yeah. And I would say if I had to describe your band, I would just say high energy because you can't just stand and watch you guys play, you know, it's got to be kind of interactive, like you're either dancing or tapping your foot or, you know, shaking your head. Like it's definitely a high energy experience. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it, it's all inclusive, right? It, it's always felt like our, our crowd and our fans that, that it's a, a club, you know, and it's like this, this safe place to let loose, have fun. Everyone's in a good mood. You're not going to see many fights or, or, hateful people at our mm-hmm. shows and it's just a it's just a it's a it's a cool place to be a part of of like that energy and and as we throw the energy out the crowd throws it back and it just keeps building throughout the show and it's just it's been it's been the hardest part i think of 2020 for us was was having all of that kind of abruptly go away yeah. uh which is the same for for an organization like ragbri you know where you just you just you don't take it for granted, but you're just ready for the next year. Like, here we go. Can't mm-hmm. wait for it. And then it goes away and, and those, those outlets go away and it, and it, it just hurts a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, of course with the podcast, the connection to cycling is obviously very strong because this is a cycling podcast, but can you describe what it's like to be up on stage and to have all of these people singing along with you? Like explain, you know, tell us how that experience is. It's hard to explain, right? I mean, yeah. you, you, you've seen photos, you've seen videos of large crowds and bands playing, but when you're, when you're the one up there and you have full control over it, it's, it's an adrenaline rush like no other because you know, you know that you have to do good and you know that you can't mess up and there's this pressure and you have to be on the top of your game and hopefully the lights are working fine and there's no technical difficulties. There's all this tension 
on stage but but the minute you start playing you start playing and everything works and the hands go up and the loud cheer comes back to you after your first song it's 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 an experience like none other and and ragbri being i think i don't you can help me out on this i don't think there's ever an official count on how many people are at some of those overnight shows is there does anyone ever count that I don't believe so. No. And I think that's, you know, kind of the the fun mystery of (laughs) how many people are actually here right now watching this. And and we hear such differing, you know, we've headlined multiple years and we hear differing variations on what those numbers are. But Mm -hmm. I mean, I I truly believe you're you're talking 10 to 15,000 people at some of those overnight spots Mm -hmm. all in that same area. And, and it's just, I think that's the cool part about Ragbri for me is that if if you're playing, a, let's just say you're playing a, a small town in Iowa for a festival. It's just a town festival. Everybody comes, they have a great time, but then they, they leave and they go home and they wake up on Sunday and, and go about their daily life. But with Ragbri, it's everyone's on vacation essentially, right? Mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. they're you, you know how when you go to Florida and you're on vacation and you you end up making friends with someone that you probably never would have talked to or never would have met because you're both just so loose and you're in such a good mood that you're both on vacation. That's that's rag for me. And I think that's the beauty of playing in front of them is there's just this sea of people who Every single person is having the best day of their life and you're just there to add a soundtrack to it. And it's just, I wish, I wish everybody could experience what that's like. Uh, Cause it's, it's, it's unbelievable really. Yeah. A quick interruption to tell you this week's podcast is sponsored by Lizard Lips Lip Balm. These great lip balms contain natural ingredients, come in a variety of flavors, and you can choose certified organic or balms with sun protection. Check it out at lizardlips.net. Now back to the show. Can you remember? I'm, well, hopefully you can remember. I'm I'm actually asking that question because <laughs> when I look at you know I've done Ragbri many many times and I can't tell you what town I'm in when I'm in the town, and it's not because I don't want to know. It's more of just the excitement and the crowds and a lot of small towns look the same with the you know courthouse in the center totally. and the, you know the park and the the camping setup. So do you recall some of like, you, you mentioned Hiawatha, but do you recall some of the really yeah. cool places that you've played? Yes. Yeah, so, so I know our exact history. I'm kind of the stats guy. Too. Oh, okay. I, like, I like keeping track of all that stuff yeah. and, and being able to go back to it. So I just learned this for the first time. I, I was not actually in the band until about 2012. There was an original drummer. So some of that early history is I don't know as well but Mason our singer told me that the band actually played in 2011 in Algona uh now they they said it was a ragbri date but I don't think it they were affiliated with ragbri I think it mm. was kind of a maybe like a sidebar had a beer garden and they played in front of it so it wasn't it wasn't crazy it wasn't the main stage but then yeah 2014 we got really lucky to be added to that Hiawatha show that mm-hmm. was uh Dennis Dennis DeYoung was the headliner of Sticks and it, and it was strange because I think we were a last minute addition because Dennis DeYoung was the headliner but they wanted us to play afterwards so we were on a separate stage behind everybody oh. and everyone had to actually that's kind of a funny story the 
the Dennis DeYoung show went a little bit later than they expected. Um, and they really wanted to try to keep people there with us. So, so we, the, the production manager is saying, Hey, hang on a second. Someone's on stage. They're giving a, they're giving a speech, thanking everybody for coming, but he kept going. He kept talking, talking, <laughs> talking, the time's moving. So finally the production guy goes, just, just start playing, just go. So we, <laughs> we just started playing at the other end of the park and people just, like zombies turned around and just said music and they just started they there was not one person in front of us when we started that song and by the end of that first song there was four thousand people just in front of us it was it was crazy because i had never i had never been on a day of ragbri i had never played a ragbri event so that was that was our first taste and then um then nothing happened you know we were hoping oh come on ragbri look how good we did in hiawatha yeah yeah and we, we got very lucky. We had some friends in Charles City in 2017 that that knew of us, that knew we would put on a good show. And they, they took a big chance on us. You know, we were an unproven headliner that, that had some popularity, but we'd never played Ragbri. And they they asked us to headline that show in Charles City. And that was that was a game changer for us. That was a sea of I mean, probably more than 15,000 people. If, I don't know if you were there in 2017, but that was oh, a yeah. crazy yeah. night. And, uh, and then we did, uh, we did not play in 20 or sorry that, yeah, that was 2017 in 2018. We got asked to play the route announcement party. I was in just going to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was super cool too. Cause again, not knowing much about Ragbri at this point, only knowing that, Oh, it's cool. All these people show up and a band plays and they get drunk and then they move on. That's, that's all I knew of it. Right. And now you're seeing these inner workings of, of how much work goes into this and the planning of towns and the announcing of it. And I mean, what, there was 5,000 people that came just to Des Moines in January, just to hear what the town announcement was. Mm -hmm. And, and that again was kind of, kind of mind-blowing at, at the the size and the scope of, of Ragbri. But then we played 2018 in Sigourney. We headlined that one. And then our last one being 2019 in Centerville. Uh, we were on a kind of a nice streak there of some headlining shows. And then, of course, you know, 2020 does not happen. But right. <laughs> right. <laughs> we don't speak of that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, all these places that you've been, um, I'm pretty sure I've seen you each time. And of course, I was at the Ragbri route announcement party. And you actually performed uh, this year for the route announcement party via virtual. So we should probably point that out. You had a couple songs that were played. Yeah, yeah, that was a nice little partnership because that was right, if you recall, when things kind of sort of opened up a little bit in the summer and you know people were were coming out and trying to distance themselves and we did a driving concert at i guess that would have been waterworks park mm -hmm. and we and we partnered with ragbri where i think they they live streamed it to um people that were doing the virtual ride was is that correct yes yep yeah so that was i mean you know we we've always said we've just we've just been so happy with our partnership with Ragbri and, and anytime we've done something with, with that organization uh, it's just been so great for, for both people that anything we can always do to help we're involved with. And, and I think, yeah. Oh, so maybe that's what you were referring to this just recently, the route announcement party, yep. you guys aired a few of our songs. I was talking about the summer, the summer virtual. Yeah. Um, I actually forgot show. about the virtual show because uh, people that were live watched it from their cars right 
Yeah, they, they it was like a drive-in yeah. concert at that point. That's pretty cool, too. I forgot about that one. But yeah, I was referring to our actual route announcement for 2021. Yeah, it's any any chance we can be involved because uh, yeah. I think I think really Ragbri is such a staple in our communities and and we like to we like to think of us as as a little bit of a staple. We say, come on, we, <laughs> we, we want to help. We want to be a staple too, you guys. So, that's right. So, that's right. <laughs> anytime we can partner, we always do. Yeah, yeah. Well, thinking back to some of those shows, any funny stories that you recall that you'd want to share? The well, I, I told you one of them that that Dennis DeYoung show just yeah. will always, I'll <laughs> always remember that. One of the craziest things that I've ever seen in my life was actually that Charles city show. And, and if you've ever been, if you've ever been to a rag concert, uh, a headline show, it's, you know, it's usually set up on a street where it's not meant for a concert, right? It's just kind of, here's where we put the stage mm-hmm. and here's some, here's some, plastic fencing to hope hopefully keep people from moving closer to the stage and we were playing charles city all of a sudden in the middle of a song you heard this just insane loud feedback coming from the the speakers like i've never heard anything this ear piercing and this loud in my entire life and i i raised my head we stopped playing and there were two girls just standing on the subs in front of the stage and they were swinging the the line array speakers, the speakers that you see that are hanging in the air. They were just swinging them back and forth, uh, turning them around towards the stage, turning them back to the crowd. And you, if you know much about music, you know that's how feedback happens. Right. If the speakers go back into the microphone, and I just couldn't, we we couldn't believe our eyes. They they stood there for maybe thirty seconds, just having the time of their lives, dancing hanging on to the speakers for support. And, and finally somebody kind of came over about a minute later and said, Hey, you should get down. And they got down and went back into the crowd. (laughs) We we just, we just couldn't believe that, that nobody was there to tell them maybe not to do that. And then that once they did it, somebody said, Hey, you, you need to get down right away. No, it just took a little while. So the following year in Sigourney, when we were speaking with the committee, we, we mentioned that uh, we, we said, well, what kind of stage security are you going to have? And they said, oh, none. We, we've we never done it before. We said, well, uh, we had an experience last year where maybe, right. we should, maybe we should at least just put some barriers in there or have some guy standing back there that because, you know, those I mean. It's funny. It's funny that nothing bad happened, but those those speaker line arrays weigh thousands and thousands of pounds. Oh my and if, gosh! Man, and they're just like hanging there. Yeah, and wow. if you if you know if it came off its track or something like that, I, I don't like to think about what what would have happened there. But it was. Yeah. Not, it's funny to look back on it because we we laughed just so hard afterwards at how did they get up there and how did they start spinning it? But <laughs> it, it was. It, and, and you can't get mad, right? Because it's it's ragbag. Everybody's happy. Right. Everybody's having a good time. Um, yeah, it, it was it was pretty amazing. And the funny thing about that Charles City show too was that being our first headline show, we we really didn't have a proper gauge on on how many people actually really do show up to those shows. So our friends the the Nadas from Des Moines they played before us. And I, I remember they they got up there maybe five o'clock or so. You know when people start rolling into town. And I, I peeked out and I saw, oh, there's a couple hundred people. They're, they're rolling up. But then 
they invited us on stage for their last song to, Hey, let's do a jam before you get up and play. And I'll never forget walking up those steps, having not seen what the front of the crowd looked like at that point, And just boom, sea of people, oh, thousands wow. and yeah. thousands and thousands of people. I, it took my breath away. Wow. Is there a song that you will not play in front of a huge, big crowd? <laughs> <laughs> for for what reason that that we don't want to play it or that we shouldn't play it <laughs> well either one i'm just thinking of you know when you've got a crowd and they're like play for example play brown eyed girl like is there any song where you're like oh my god we are not gonna play that song again yeah so so if we don't know the song then obviously we can't right, play it. You right. know, we, we've never played the traditional free bird that everyone yells out or or some of the older songs like the mustang sallies we've never played those so we would never we would never attempt them in front of a large crowd <laughs> like that but um there are a few songs you know having been a band for 12 to 13 years now our, our set list has gone through some 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 changes some mm-hmm. variations sometimes you you play a song so many times that it just, you just start getting sick of it as a band. And you say, we are, I don't, I don't like this song anymore. I never want to hear this song again. I don't care how popular it is and how much our fans love it. So over the years, we've pulled a few songs that were fairly popular. We've pulled them out of our set and officially retired of one of them being uh, wagon wheel. Oh, you know, yeah. every, everybody plays wagon wheel and it was such a popular song for so long, but we just, we just decided to, uh, you know, you, you had your time to shine. It's time to go into retirement. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not gonna, we're not gonna play you anymore. So there, there's a few examples of that, and it gets tough as a band too. You know, if you have a, let's say you have a two-hour set, that's only so many songs, right? It's, it's roughly twenty to twenty-two songs. So it's hard to, get, it's hard to get them all in there sometimes, and you have to custom tailor those set lists to to the crowd you're playing for sure and, and hopefully you never take taylor swift out of there because th- that is a <laughs> crowd pleaser if i've ever seen one <laughs> that, that's what there, there are certain songs that we'll never ever be able to leave you know it's yeah. the, the the shake it off by taylor yeah. swift that tennessee whiskey i will never be able to take that one out ever again and songs like in the air tonight those have just become such uh well-known staples of ours that you just you just can't at some point, you can't remove it. <laughs> right, right. Is there a, you know, on the topic of songs, is there a song that epitomizes Ragbri? That when you sing it, you're like, this is Ragbri. A quick interruption to tell you this week's sponsor is Thirsty Pigs, a full-service mobile event company offering beer, wine, spirits, plus catering for any indoor or outdoor event. Check out more at thirstypigs.com. Now back to the show. Man, you know... I, I don't know if it epitomizes Ragbri, but there, there's a song that we usually close our show with, and we, we call it the Halo Medley, and it's it's three different songs combined into one. It's it's Halo by Beyonce, mm-hmm. it's We Can't Stop by Miley Cyrus, and then it's, uh, of course, everyone knows it's uh, What's Up by Four Non Blondes, mm-hmm. which which is also known as What's Going On, and and we always let that evolve into a sing-along, the, the What's Going On part at the end, and you know, our, our crowds are always great. We'll, we'll play Paramount Theater and you've got 2,000 people there. Or we'll play Woolies in Des Moines. You've got 800. But when you've got 15,000 people singing that. I can't that, imagine. It's, it's, I mean, I always stop. I put down my drumsticks. I pull up my phone and always, always videotape that part of the show when we're on Ragbri because it's, 
it's just, you know, it's, you just, those are, those are the type of moments that I'm on the deathbed someday. I'm going to remember like, Oh, do you remember, you remember Centerville Ragbride <laughs> and remember that 15,000 people. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. And speaking of crazy, not only do you perform at Ragbri, you are actually a Ragbri cyclist. <laughs> One time cyclist. Yes, <laughs> hey, I am. it still counts. That counts. I, yeah, that, that's, that's actually a, a funny story because I, I, I have, I have this list of things that I want to do before I die. Right. And for some reason I added ride a day, a rag on it. Um, and I fully assumed that, oh, someday I'll get around to it, but it was, it was never like a priority. Right. right. I never said, okay, this is the year I'm going to do it. And in fact, I, I didn't even own a bike. <laughs> I was, this is, maybe 2018, I finally decided, Oh, you know, I'll buy a bike. Some of my friends are riding around town and, and yeah, you know, we'll stop and have beers every couple of miles. This is not hard. Let's, let's have some fun. And I, I, I reluctantly liked it. Right. You know, 2018 was a, a fun summer, uh, but I had only, I don't know, 20 different days, maybe a hundred miles maximum. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call myself a rider in 2018. Right. But in, in 2019, I, I kind of felt the bug, right? I, I, I started that spring. I, I, I actually got my bike fitted for me, which, wow, surprisingly, that helps quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I learned things like you should pump up your tires every single time you ride instead of once a year. I learned things <laughs> like that, which, which are important things. I think everybody out there probably knows that. And, and in 2019, I, you know, I got up to maybe 300, 400 miles. And I thought, wow, I, I'm a, I'm a cyclist now. I, I got the hang of this. Look at, look how good I am. Mm-hmm. And we knew we were playing Centerville Ragbri that summer. And I, I issued a challenge to our fans. I said, oh, okay, if we get, I think it was like 3000 likes on this post, then Mike's going to ride a day of Ragbri thinking, thinking there's probably no way we'll, we'll, we'll reach that many likes. And then I can make that decision myself. No, we completely smashed that. I mean, within, (laughs) within hours, I think, I think we were at 4,000 likes. So, so I finally said, okay, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's make a plan. And, and we played Centerville that night. I think it was a Wednesday and I decided I would ride the next day, uh, which maybe was not the best decision after, (laughs) after performing for three hours on stage and staying up late. But I did. My my mom and I, we we rode from Centerville, Iowa, uh, the morning after to Fairfield, Iowa. I teamed up slightly with uh, some friends of mine, Team Death Race. They they helped me out. They gave me a little support. But uh, you know, it was it was unbelievable. I, I had only ridden three hundred to four hundred miles at that point. Um and I had never ridden more than maybe 25 or 30 in a day. Mm-hmm. So here we are, here we are at 65 miles. But just like you said, it was so, it was so easy. It was so effortless to, to go that first 40, 50 miles where you're, you're just laughing and you're out in the sun and you're talking to everybody and you're stopping. But I will tell you when I hit that final 10 to 15, trying to get into Fairfield, that's when I just, wow, I, <laughs> that was tough. That was tough. <laughs> And I asked a lot of people, I said, how many miles should you ride before a rag bri? And they were, the numbers were much higher than 300 to 400 miles. (laughs) And uh, play, uh, you know, perform the night before probably isn't on a lot of people's list of training either. (laughs) I got to bed, I got to bed by two, three in the morning. You know, that's probably not a good start for for your rag (laughs) bri day. 
But I will tell you, I, it really did kind of light a, light a fire under me because in, in 2020, here I am with, you know, my gym's closed. My, my beer league hockey team is not playing, playing games. I, I'm not playing shows. I'm not playing music. I, I knew I needed to do something. And I kind of, I kind of reverted back to that, that cycling I had done the, the summer before. And mm-hmm. I, I gave myself a goal. I said, okay, I got to have a goal. I, I love numbers and I want to work towards this. So I said, I'm going to ride a thousand miles, right? Oh, which wow. seemed, which seemed crazy. And, and I did it. I, I late, late in uh, September, I, I was, it was cold. I had like a jacket on and I was riding around my block, just trying to get that to final get- <laughs> t- two miles. But you know, it was, it was such a crazy year. You had, you had COVID and then being in Cedar Rapids, we had the derecho, mm-hmm. which I mean, I didn't ride a bike for the entire month of August because I was, I was dealing with my properties that had major damage and, mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff. And the trails were a mess. And, and so it, it felt like it was so hard to get to that thousand miles, but I, but I did. And truly that was one of the best accomplishments I think I have personally made. Cause it was really hard. I'm, I'm not a cyclist and I'm not, I'm not used to riding that many miles, but I, I had so much fun doing it. And I, I honestly can't wait for 2021 to maybe, maybe up that goal just a little bit mm-hmm. and get out and, and try to try to beat that one. Awesome. I was just going to say, do you think you'll uh, do a day of Ragbri again? But it sounds like I, you've already I answered think that. I will. Yeah. I think I will, but I think I'm not going to do it around a show. I think I'd rather ride maybe earlier in the week and then take a day off and then play a show or so, or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So off the topic of Ragbri, what other types of events do you perform at? Oh man, we, we play, we play everything. We we're you know, we generally play 60 to 70 shows a year. And many of those are, are private corporate events, mm. uh, like what, like weddings, or we even went out to, um, Long Beach, California a few times to play a corporate event out there. Um, so, so we do a lot of that, but we also play the public shows. You know, the, the big thing in Iowa is, is town festivals, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you've got county fairs and, small town uh, days that they have. And, and that is the majority of our summer is playing a lot of those town festivals. We, we also venture out a little bit. We're going to be in Omaha, Nebraska in April, um, Sioux city in June. We get into Wisconsin quite a bit. Um, so we, 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 we do it all. You know, we, we play theaters, we play small, small hole in the wall bars. We play big town festivals. We, we just, we just truly love playing. And, and anybody that wants to hire us, we're, we're generally on board. Sweet, sweet. And we probably should give a shout out to your bandmates. Yeah, of course. They, they uh, again, they nominate me to be the, the speaker. As you haven't noticed, I like to talk and <laughs> hear the sound of my voice. So uh, on lead guitar and, and vocals, Mason Grieve, one of the one of the most talented singers in the Midwest. He, he was on The Voice in 2014. And he's just just such a great guy, such a great singer. He He's really that that driving force in our band that i think helps us stand apart and Corey talbot on bass he's he's great he sings a few songs he he's actually in the high v corporate world so he he works with high v on his main job and then of course you got jerry jerry lawrenson on keys and vocals he's also the member of a group called piano palooza they're a dueling piano band mm-hmm. in iowa and they're just one of the best dueling piano bands i I know there's a ton of them but they're they're easily one of my favorites it's 
it's just great being in a band with these guys. I, I always say that I'm the least talented person in the band because they're just so good. All these guys I play with and I'm lucky to be in the band. Yeah, yeah. And watching you guys, it's kind of fun. I would assume it's fun from your vantage point because you're the drummer. You get to see everything going on in front of you and see the crowd on top of that. Yeah, they'll maybe call the drummer the quarterback, maybe, or the, the goalkeeper. I mean, I'm in back. I see everything, right? I, yeah. see, I see my bandmates. I see the crowd. I, I can see our production team behind us. And, yeah, it's so, some of the shots that our, our photographer will take from, from behind me at the drum set are, are some of my favorite photos in the world just because sometimes you don't, you don't you know, you don't take it all in while you're there because you are still concentrating. You're, you're playing, you're making sure you're, you're doing things right and everything sounds good. But every once in a while you go back and you look at those photos from, from shows like Ragbri and you just go, how is, how am I so lucky to do this? This is just unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. And you never did answer the beard question. Like <laughs> the does, beard question. Do, yeah. do like beards make you a better musician or like, you know, how, how does that work? <laughs> Man, you know that I don't even know how the whole beard thing happened. I I've always had a beard. I I don't think I've been clean shaven for oh man, I like maybe nine years now, nine, ten years now. And and Mason would Mason would grow a little beard every once in a while and shave it off. He's pretty baby faced under there. And uh and Jerry, our keyboard player, was not actually in the band permanently until about four or five years ago. So something happened, you know, during that that beard evolution from <laughs> three, four, five years ago where everybody had beards. And yeah. It was, it was this obsession thing that it just so happened that three out of four of us had a beard and people kept, you know, noticing, Oh, you guys got beards. Everybody's got beards. <laughs> and our, our bass player cannot grow facial hair to save his life. So he will always be clean shaven. Yeah. But that's how we came up with our, uh, if somebody asks what a description of our band is, we, we say beard pop, beard pop. <laughs> Perfect. That's awesome. Because it's a nice little juxtaposition there, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, throw out uh, some contact information for people who are now dying to get your band to play. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you can find us in a lot of different ways. We're on all the social medias. You can type us in to, to Facebook, to Instagram, to the ever-popular nowadays TikTok. We're going viral on the TikTok right now. Nice. Uh, you, you can search for us on all that stuff. You can look us up at our website, which is porktornadoes.com. You can also type in party.com.com. You have to spell out the first D-O-T. That was a, that was a nice little website idea we came up with there because, of course, party.com has already been taken, so you got to right. add the extra dot .com, right? Right, right. Um, you can email us at info at porktornadoes.com. And that is, um, for those that don't uh, know the spelling, it's T-O-R-N-A-D-O-E-S is how we spell tornadoes, which I don't know if there is there a proper way to spell tornadoes. Do you know? Is it O-S or O-E-S at the end? I think I've always like spelled tomatoes? it O-E-S, but I don't know is if I've been doing it right. Well, it is right I, if it's your band, right? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like. I think it's like potatoes and tomatoes. I think you're allowed to spell it either way. Either way. way. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Yeah. Well, anything else you want to plug or talk about? Uh, n not not too much, really. You know, we, we, we do a lot of interesting stuff on our social medias. We do have that podcast. We're always posting cool content on, on YouTube, which uh, has some of those videos we talked about earlier. We are... We are still tech. Our, our summer's pretty crazy this year, but we are still technically open for a rag ride date. Ooh. I know last year kind of, last year kind of messed a lot of stuff up where 
you're planning for it, then it goes away, and mm-hmm. now the route's the same. So, you know, so we love being on RAGBRAI. We love being a part of it. And if there is any of the towns out there that are still looking for headline entertainment, definitely definitely reach out to us because it, it just won't feel the same for us to not be there with you guys. That's for sure. So everyone's got to keep their eye on which night, if hopefully you'll be playing on RAGBRAI, yep. and if somebody knows somebody in those towns to reach out and get you guys connected. Yeah, reach out to us. We, we, we're good at all uh, taking care of everything. You know, you can hire pieces individually if you want to, or else you can say, hey, bring everything. Bring the stage, bring the sound, bring the lights. Mm. We, we can handle all that stuff on our own. So it's, it's, it's pretty nice when you're, when you're already worrying about a lot of other stuff. You don't have to worry too much about your entertainment. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks so much, Mike, for being on the show and talking about the pork tornadoes. And it's pretty cool to know that you are a true life cyclist now. Yeah, right. I, I'd like to make the claim that maybe I'm the only headlining rag ride musician that rides rag ride. Can I say that? Uh, Until somebody uh, proves me well, differently, okay. I don't know. All right, we'll take it. We'll take it. I'm sure there's plenty of them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mike. Well, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Well, listeners, that's it for this week. A big thanks to Mike for taking the time to come on and talk about the band and his take on Ragbri. And it's pretty cool to hear his story about getting back into cycling. As he mentioned, look for Pork Tornadoes on any of the social media sites to find more info as well as contact info to get them to play at your next event. You can find other interviews with cyclists on the Morphology Podcast through any of your podcast platform or go to morphologypodcast.com. If you have a topic or the name of a cyclist you find interesting, send me an email. For now, I leave you with some more music from the Pork Tornadoes. Thanks for listening. Yeah, I need the way